Checking your emails and taking your calls. Ignorant and uninformed. Or anti-butt. We're, we're, I like we're, butt stuff. We all love butt stuff. I mean, who doesn't? Really? Who doesn't? We were just talking about wiping our asses. I mean, that's part, the best you're part. Right. <laughs> the best part. Ooh, I don't think I mean, so. I think bidets are the best part. You guys ever had like a bidet I've situation? I've never used a bidet. I feel yeah, like man. if it's warm water, oh, forget it. Oh, best. yeah, man. Now, Phil and Meredith, when I was out there in L.A., they have the like, I forget what the contraption is called, but the like, you can install like makeshift bidet toilet seats. Um, yes. They can. And they've got that in their bathrooms. Like a little, your bums. little surprise. Mm. little, oh, mm. God, oh. Oh, yeah. I mean, you definitely want to make sure you angle it. There's an art to it. <laughs> I don't get me on the teeth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Between the temperature and the pressure and the angle, like there's some things you want to get dialed in. I assume mm. full pressure. Oh, minimum. of course, yes. straight up. Yeah, and cold as can be. Uh. Wow. Well, hey everyone, welcome <laughs> to Ignorant and Uninformed America's like Bedavrit pod- podcast, Ooh. and uh, you're welcome. And this is your podcast where we take your topics and talk about whatever we want. Thirty minutes of uninterrupted podcasting gold. And I am joined, as always, by our uh, uh, aquatic hosts, Mr. Max Sarakistan Sarak. I don't know. I was trying to think of a way to be like where where your our butts are wet. From the bidet, damp, mm. or damp. Mm. swamp ass. That doesn't Swampy. sound really swamp swamp ass good. Read. Max Sarakis and Sarakli. Jeff, your wistful, your wistful look off in the distance, uh, fucking made me laugh. Go, mm. oh. <laughs> yeah. And wistfully looking off to the distance is Jeff Space Jesus Watson. I was just thinking about a nice warm breeze up my ass. Mm. Mm. There you go. And I am dead of winter. It sounds nice. Yes. And I am Ben Hollywood Whitmore, and I don't own a bidet. So we're going to talk about uh, uh, whatever we want today. Yeah. No, I got questions because two things came up via text in the last few days with both of you that I would like to. You were uh, saving it for number two. Hear about. No, I was hoping to talk about it, number one, but it was like therapy. (laughs) It was therapy for Ben. And then we got on the postal surface and then uh, robot overlords. Dark one last week. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Uh, But I'm curious, Ben, what the – because you were talking about Mary Sue and Pollyanna. And so I'm curious of the trope that you were invoking into yourself. And then I'm also – like Jeff is reading a book that I have heard about, but I haven't read myself. And so I would be curious to hear about both of those things today. Oh. Well, I want to say I think Ben was more of a Karen than a Pollyanna or Mary Sue. I was I was being a Karen. I don't know. I know. So like, what, what did you think you were being, right? Because you were talking about... We were, t- well, we were talking about how everyone had to move their plans around because of me. I changed it last minute. And okay. I, I was like, because we were going to record it too. And I was like, eh, I mean, maybe like three, I can do two, but I'll be like rolling in little more time and then mm. you suggested like hey maybe a little later would be great and i was like mm, yeah that would actually be awesome can we do three and then everyone was like yeah let's do three and then everyone agreed and everyone moved around for me and i was like mm. i guess i'm just the mary sue of the group and okay. that was like as soon as i said it i was like nope that's not the right 
that's not the right <laughs> phrase. Nope, nope, wrong, wrong. wrong. And okay. I was like, okay. and then Jeff's like, I don't think you use that correctly. And I said, mm, maybe Pollyanna. No. And then I was like, nope, that's just overly cheerful. Yeah, um, and like naive and because yeah, isn't that the one that like never struggles? The main character and everything happens easily for yeah, like yeah, everything just sort of falls. They never the learn anything and yeah, yeah they're just like they yeah. don't. Hurt. Yeah, I don't. Like, I mean, I, I think maybe it was Mary Sue Skywalker. Mary Sue Skywalker, my favorite of the Skywalkers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't say Karen, if only because you weren't shitty about it. That's if, fair. If Ben was like, "Listen here, you fuckers! Like, I've got this, and I've got that, and I need this." Uh, you guys need to move your plans because we're doing it straight. Yeah. So, Anne there... of Green Gables. I, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I was going to say more of like a diva, uh, but I don't know if there's like a proper noun associated with that. I was being yeah. A Donald I, did Beyonce. I think he did. Did I Beyonce you? Maybe. <laughs> hmm. Said, I'm We're getting child, and we just got to follow Beyonce around. <laughs> oh, I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> ben is our Beyonce. There you go. Okay. I'm, okay, I'm, B, you go off on your solo career. You go. Am I the? Am, am I the? Am I the Justin Timberlake of our boy band? Ooh. Here. Maybe. Am I going to go on to a solo career? Probably <laughs> leave us. Leave us for the leave us behind because we're not good enough. We're holding you nope. back. No, that's fine, hiding. man. I'm hiding from my fame and fortune in, in Summit County, Colorado. Okay, cool. Because otherwise, I'd just end up back in LA or New York. Yeah, like, I, I was curious when you were like through the conversation what it was you thought. You I don't were think I think like, I, I made up a term. I, I thought it was more. Yeah, obvious. I don't know if any stereotype really fits. I was like, yeah. I, I was just, I felt like. Uh, I was like, oh, everyone has to move their plans around me, and I'm I'm just the, I don't know, Lorelei of the group. I don't know. Am I a B. Arthur? Is it what is this? I don't. Lorelei of the group. I don't know which goal you're. I don't know. I'm just making it up now. <laughs> I, I'm just naming names. I think I thought there was a phrase that I was misinterpreting hmm. that that I couldn't remember, and I don't think I ever did. Yeah, I don't think, I, I don't think there is such a phrase. I got you. Or that's at least not a okay. female's name that I can Okay. Because I, yeah, no, and just to, to show like the uh, uh, the way that text messages can be interpreted without tone or anything. Like, that's why I was curious what was going on in your head. Because I didn't know if there was like, uh, yeah, like <laughs> failing at managing your schedule, but succeeding anyway in the end. Like, I've, what's the term for like failing your way to success? in like movies or comedy like guardians of the galaxy right like failing failing upwards failing upwards maybe i've heard that i've heard that too but not a not in a name no i don't know if any names really Hmm. yeah cool i am maybe the rock he makes just lots of shitty movies but somehow keeps getting more movie i don't know i'm dwayne johnsoning my way through <laughs> <laughs> i'm rocking my way through it uh, yeah whatever i was just curious um i mean he could have been high on paint fumes too <laughs> oh man i'm so high right now uh i did my favorite interaction of of that whole system of that whole text chain 
today was, and once again, my irresponsible planning works out for everybody or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. well, you got right. Failing to success. Right? Yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's what I mean. That's why uh, I said Mr. Bean, because he just mm, continually fucks up, but still uh, wins mm, every time. Sure. Mm, yeah. I'm Mr. Beaned all over the place. That's <laughs> That sounds like a lot of things. Uh, I beaned all over you guys. (laughs) I missed you beaned all over you guys. Uh, And they were like, yes, please. It works out better for everybody. More Mm. beaning. More Mm. beaning. Okay, cool. And then, Jeff, what made you pick up the War of Art? I feel like because we had talked about it, right? Okay. Yeah, it's possible. We talk about a lot of things. And, like, I definitely... Not the art of war. Correct. Oh. Well, it's not a very why, long book. That's why I was curious because, like, Ben, when we had breakfast, you know, and you were talking about uh, uh, the project managing gig and all that stuff. Mm. And I I made a comment about how, like, oh, yeah, the universe, like, will tempt us when we are on the right, you know, when we're on the path, right? And, like, mm. that whole that whole idea came from the dude who wrote War of Art. And so when yeah. Jeff... Go ahead. Uh, yeah, no. And so when Jeff brought it up, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, and so I was So the curious. first quarter of the book, that's all I've read. It's only a 160 page book. It's just yeah. about resistance with a capital R. We mm. will always meet resistance. And it's just in our own head mostly. And Wild. just how to fight it and ignore it. And it's always going to be there. It's a daily battle that we have to overcome. I just think it's interesting. And the stuff that's hard or scares you, maybe that means you're on the right path. Mm. And steer into the storm. Yeah. The only I've I've been thinking a lot about the only way out is through lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thinking about like when it comes to this like closet gig that's just never ending. I'm like, there's I can't just why like does it not, not end? Really I mean, they're a... closets. Like, there's definitely they're stuck in the closet. I, well, today actually, I left. I left today, and I felt pretty optimistic about it. I was like, okay, but well, here because then the electric. I've, I've been on a waiting list with the electrician for like a couple of weeks now, and they called me today and were like, "Hey, we're coming next week," and I was like, "Oh, thank King Christ," because I I literally need a switch box moved out of the closet before I can get a final inspection. But that's like the big step to getting out there. So. And then, yeah, but that's what I mean. Like when, once the final inspection is done and you like, and you have your money, then like that project is over. Yes. (laughs) Unless they want to offer me more, which they already have. And I've. Well, no, then you can say no. Yeah. This project is over. It's like, no, I'm done here. Got to, I need a little bit of money. I can, but the price has tripled. I mean, yeah. No, I mean, do work for these people. You said you like them, but like, look, I'm not doing contract work. Like, I will build you a thing uh, that you can put somewhere. That is what I do. (laughs) Yeah. And that's sort of what I need to narrow in on with this whole situation. Just be like, okay. This is why I don't do contracting work. I mean, is there, what is there, what is the amount of money that would make you want to do contract? Like how much would you need to have been paid to be like, okay with putting up with this shit? And again, no amount of money is going to change how you, like how it has felt on the day to day. But I don't know. Three times as much as I'm getting. 
Okay. At least, I don't know. Like Jeff said, three times as much. Okay. Maybe that would have made me feel better. I don't know. No, I've read. I, I, mean, have, I've read I still that, have to but... have the awkward conversation of like, hey, so my initial bid for this project was just on building closets, and this has turned into X, Y, and Z business. Just oh, business. You haven't had that conversation yet. We've we've broached it, but I ha- I haven't mm. I haven't really like said I'm gonna need more money to f- to mm. like do finish this project. Jeff, what did you oh. read about three times? Uh, the war of art no that uh talking about photographers not knowing how much to charge because it was a job they really didn't want and the advice always was charge an insane amount of money and if they say yes great you'll make a lot of money but if you don't really want the job charge a shit ton so they'll say no essentially (laughs) i've heard the same thing with like speaking fees and stuff for like authors who are like yeah, yeah no like this is a fucking hassle so like all right i'll come do it but it's gonna yeah. be a lot yeah be and how many people say, yeah i did that and i've made a shit ton of money because it's amazing what people will pay yeah, yeah. Well, that's that also, yeah that's just that's one other thing i'm sort of trying to figure out too is like i i thought i did that once or twice and i keep getting then people are like oh that was actually really cheap i was like oh i am way out of the ballpark like even what I thought was an absurd amount. Yeah. yeah. But like I was going to charge for these <clears> bookshelves <throat> for that that ended up they canceled this job and thank god they did because I don't want to have to worry about it. But um you know I lost a little money on that cuz I had bought some steel but I I can put that steel into another project at some you point it somewhere else. Yeah. yeah, it's just materials cost at this point and then it's more like do I have room to store it? Probably not, but I will. Um, so, you know, I got to do that. Uh, secondarily, the only other thing about it was that I found out that they, cause they went with another contractor. It was like this guy and his daughter. And I knew the guy, like good friends from the theater, but the daughter was, uh, sort of jet setting and was like, Oh, I'm just going to hire this other guy. And then, so he built this bookshelf case differently. Like he had, you know, big, like live edge floating shelves, like, you know, and charged him like $6,500 for it. And I was going to charge him like $1,500 to build, to build the other ones. And I was like, I would have underbid that one too. And I'm so I'm like, I'm learning that I need to be like, it's hard. Cause it's like, again, like I know what I want to pay and how much it would cost me to do it. But I never factor in like my expertise and my labor and like all the things that make me do the things that I do and you know, so yeah. And then these chairs with, with the, that I'm doing for Dylan, I thought I charged an outrageous amount and they were like, no, government, man. Yeah. So they were like, we do have a budget. So I was was like, okay. I mean, the price is not going to change much, but it's, Oh, I meant that that's for one chair. Okay. (laughs) How many chairs are you building? Uh, I don't know. It's probably gonna be like ten. There you go, somewhere in that neighborhood. So, again, like I think it's gonna end up costing. I'm gonna make. I don't know. It'll the whole project will be like. I don't really know. Maybe five thousand dollars, all said and done, which is good. But like you know, materials and labor, and that's like probably gonna be about break even for like about what it should be. 
Mm. So, so then like you're not actually making any money? No, I am making money. I mean, like I'm, I'm, I'm are you more than covering costs? Cause covering costs and making money are two different things. Fair. Yeah. You're paying for your own labor. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not paying somebody else. So I'm, I'm getting that money, but. Right. Yeah. If you're going to have another mouth to feed, fuck man. Sure. Puppies ain't cheap, me. man. Puppies <laughs> ain't cheap. That's <laughs> true. Uh, shit. The uh, have you? But you've enjoyed the book, Jeff, so far. Yeah, cool. Yeah, man. I've been. Yeah, I've read. I don't know if I told you that. Uh, oh shit! I forget what the name of it is. Steal like an artist. That series. Mm. Just the idea of there aren't original ideas. Everyone's yeah. inspired by something, and it's yeah. just talking about that. I really like that book, and then I jumped to the. Nice. Art. Nice. Yeah. And then the newest pitch meeting, he talks about, it was like that when I said to you yesterday, you had that thought, will I ever take another good photo? And you're sure. like, shut up. And then, so Ryan George answering a question, talking about how he's so prolific with good ideas. And he's like, when you have a full, this is your full-time gig. My goal is to write 50 bad ideas. And then out of that will arise good ideas. And that's just kind of yeah. the resistance. Just pump out shit. You'll find you'll find some diamonds in that shit. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with like photographers taking, you know, a hundred pictures to get one good one. Oh yeah. And yeah. Uh, and I would also say that over time and for the length of time he's been doing this, and like he does it on such a schedule that like I also think good ideas are a muscle or a practice yeah. in that like the more you do the thing maybe it's a maybe maybe it's about like getting through the shitty ones faster sure but i think that you know oh, well there's no doubt about that that's a skill in itself sifting yeah. through ideas and stuff yeah and then also like having a bunch of ideas right like the more yeah. you do it the better you get at it yeah and he talks about too how you keep all your ideas and maybe right now isn't the time for an idea and you come back later. And then that sparks, which same in photography. I mean, that's what I've been doing lately is going back through old stuff just to see if I see it differently and no, oh, nice edit for fun. Just cause I've learned and yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, man. It's sweet. No, I love that. Like how, like your love of photography is awesome to see, man. And it's cool that it has blossomed the way that it has. Yeah. Thank you. For sure. And you're good, man. You got a good eye. Well, thank you. I'm having fun with it. And that's all that really matters. That's what's important. It's true. Yes. The fun we had along the way. Yes. The real photos were the friends we made along the way. Oh, I was going to say, fuck the friends, man. It's the fun we had along the way. Uh, I yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, cool well that's great well I appreciate you guys giving me the space to uh, ask the two questions that I wanted to and I look forward to talking to you more about the rest of that book Jeff when you finish it mm. yeah for yeah. sure yeah I would advise okay. I mean it's a quick read it's not dense by any means sure what's it sure. called again the war of art oh the war of art is there a second book we were talking about or no uh, steal like an artist steal like an artist that was the one I was trying to remember. Yeah, yeah. What? 
what I appreciated about like listening to the author, Stephen Pressfield, I think, um, talk Sounds about right. War of Art was that it seemed like a very masculine tank on creating art as opposed to like a lot of the books uh, I've read on creativity have like a more receptive, passive, um, I don't know, side to them. Like it's all about like, yeah, like, so I, to me, because I mean, you also have that Rick Rubin book. Yes, on, I haven't really dug into that yet, but yeah. And so like, I would say that's more on the like feminine polarity oh, okay. of, uh, of creating as opposed to like Pressfield is like, no, this is a fucking war. It's through the storm. Show up every goddamn day. Like you're well, going to distracted. say he definitely equates it to being a warrior. And I was like, oh, I haven't seen that take before. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, I, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I think that's not like you said, you hadn't seen that before. It's a different take on creativity. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it resonated. I mean, like, he said at one point when you ask a writer a successful writer how do you write and the answer is you sit down and write every fucking day yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i mean i think is it stephen king even to this day will go and write for hours every morning and that's just his thing and yeah that's what you have to do you got to show up man if you want to do the thing right and it's okay to fail it's okay to suck yeah that's what and, I've learned. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's a lot easier and a lot more okay when it is a hobby and not your profession. Oh, 100%. No, there's no uh, pressure then because, yeah. I mean, goddamn. Right. But if it's like, oh, this is how I put food on my table and keep yeah. a roof over my head, that's a whole other story. And I, yeah, I never want to do that with photography because it would yeah. ruin it for me. Yeah. Dude, I get it. I've turned hobby. I've turned lots of loves into hobbies. I get it. Yeah. Or, yeah, jobs, maybe. No, it's, it's it is. My... It's just one of those things. You got to be. You got to be careful with like, yeah, trying to turn. You know that that phrase of like, you know, oh, you love what you do. You'll never work a day in your life. It's like, bullshit. yeah, but you'll never like what you love ever that's again. Bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's yeah. That line is, yeah, not not great. No, it's not. Yes. No. I, I agree 100%. You will, you will choke the life out of the thing that you love, and there will be plenty of days you hate the thing that you used to love because it has become work. Because sometimes work sucks. Sometimes life sucks. Like, the things we do suck sometimes. That's just yeah. part of it. Blink-182 was, was, well, was prolific. Work sucks, I know. Mm. Got you. Late night, come home. Work sucks. I know. Okay. Yes, I've seen Tony drum that nah. a handful of times. Say it ain't so. I will not go. Yeah. Turn the lights off. Carry me home. Yeah. I mean, at this point in my life, I do not enjoy arcades anymore. I yeah. don't like even, arcades. Even pinball? You Don't like pinball. You're not yeah. a pinball wizard? No. Pinball I do not wizard. like pinball. Yeah. Yeah. Did you used to? Yes, there was a time when I, I loved pinball. I loved arcades. I loved going to new arcades. And now when I walk into an arcade, it's pure business. How I look at it. And mm. I I can't enjoy an arcade anymore. It sucks. I, I yeah. Okay. I feel like that's a 
space. Like, I don't think you have to live there. I think it's a place you always like, people will always pass through. But I've heard friends of mine who were um, like in a band, then went to music school and came back and like used to love going to see live music, went to music school and like began to hate seeing music because he mm -hmm. couldn't turn the like analytical part of his brain off and was always trying to like, you know, figure out what the hell they were doing on stage and like, oh, this run led to yeah. that. And how do they do this? And how do they do that? And over time, he eventually rediscovered mm. um, that love. And so you might not always live there, Jeff. It might just be a phase. Maybe not. And it's not even the analytical. I just don't get any enjoyment out of it. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, what I do for my job and it's like, this feels like work. <laughs> that's, that's true. I've, I have the same thoughts about seeing live uh, theater. And well, performance in general, but like, you know, we like it's it's hard for me. I think it'll get easier though. Like now that I'm yeah. sort of done with theater, yeah, sort of. Like you know, I think I think it'll get easier for me to go and enjoy just enjoy it for the presentation that it is, and instead of like, oh, what is this? How how are they doing that? What is what is this about? Sure, you know. Yeah, no, I mean it's something I'd be interested to track. Like, did you? When you were in the midst of doing it for work, did you find yourself being at performances, just being like, just picking them apart and taking no joy out of them? I mean, it would it would take a pretty significant, like, impactful piece to make me sort of forget about all the technical stuff. But like, I'm always like, how does that turntable work? Is that is it moving? Like, like I wonder if they're breaking it. Like when it you know when when it stops moving. Is there some kind of lock on it that like keeps it from wiggling? Because I'm having problems with a wiggling turntable when I have it in my <laughs> How do they do that? Blah, blah, blah. How do they do? Yeah. You know, and then I'm like, oh, okay. And they've got these lights. They've got these series of things, and these must go up to one of the batten. And I'm just like analyzing it in my head, trying to yeah. trying to like reverse engineer it a lot of the times. Be like, what kind of inventory do they think they have here? Like, how many how many of these belong to the Denver Center, and how many like come in the truck on the tour? And I'm probably like most of them. But like they have to know, and I'm, then I'm thinking about logistics. I'm like, okay, what kind of drawings do they get? Like, how do they know? Does it change from city to city? And I'm just like, you know, because I haven't done enough touring to know all that stuff. But okay, you know, and then you see, you're like, my friends are like, yeah, it's like a six truck tour for this show, and I'm like, oh my god, like six fucking trucks. That's then crazy. those dudes have to then like they sit and they unload it, and then they just load it up again, and then they go to the next city and they do it again. Yeah, man. I'm like, whoa, blows my mind a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Those, those big like Broadway tours and even like the Broadway shows, I'm thinking the same thing. I'm like, man, they spent however many millions of dollars to bring this show and, and like all the stuff that goes into it, including like the theater itself and like designing for the theater. And there's a very small group of people who like design for those Broadway theaters, you know, and they like, those drawings and all of those space drawings and, and the renderings and all those things are like, there are people who sit there and work that they like, it's just, it blows my mind a little bit, but I'm like, and mostly because it's like, you know, what I do is like regional theater. What I did was like regional theater, you know, and small regional theater at that. It's not like a touring Broadway touring house, you know, like the Denver Center or even like the Arvada Center. But mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just kind of weird. 
then I look at some of them. Like I went to the show at uh, what Lone Tree? No, not Lone Tree. The Parker. It was in Parker, the Parker Arts Center. Anyway, and I was like, oh, this is like a really nice venue, but it's more like a municipal building, like a perform, like it's less of a theater and more of a it's a strange like hybrid touring house. That was kind of what I thought. I was like, this is a it's small enough that it feels like a like a small regional theater, but it's also like they have bands and stuff, touring groups that come through and, you know, like, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I was like, but I, I didn't feel out of place. Like I was like, Oh, I could manage a facility like this. I could do this. Mm. You know, okay. then I look at the Denver center and I'm like, I couldn't do that. No, I mean, you could, you just haven't been trained and you haven't yeah. tried. I'm sure I believe yeah. in your ability to hey, thanks. be thanks. able to do that. Thanks man. Appreciate it. No problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there's the pinball tournaments tonight. Oh mostly. shit! Yeah, dude, I just have zero desire because yeah, it's not fun. Yeah, dude, that Iron Man game that I played in Columbus was mm. terrible. Mm. Uh, but Venom was cool, and like I said, I didn't realize that like you're picking characters and like bonuses and different. They like the amount of customization and like. Mm-hmm the role-playing aspects that have come into pinball games. Yeah. That's pretty normal at this point. Like you choose a character and then how the game plays is a little different. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like I've never been a big pinball fan, but I was just surprised. Like when did that become a convention? If we don't need to talk about this, if you're like, no, it's fine. Uh, Years, years maybe at this Uh, point. Okay. Wow. Never. Definitely not when we started. It wasn't like that. Okay. But since I think we also played, there was like a ghost must ghostbusters machine that was kind of cool and similar yeah. thing with like choosing how the game played. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are, yeah. are it, pinballs money makers at the pinball machine at the arcade at our arcade? Yes. At normal arcades, it can take three years to pay one off. Hmm. I mean, they're, I mean, that's the, another reason I've grown to hate them because they're expensive. They require a shit ton of maintenance. Yeah. Um, a lot of moving parts. Yeah. Something's always broke, breaking, it seems like. And, yeah. and then we have to test them every morning. And, dude, when you have to play something and try and hit every shot to test it, it just sucks every ounce of fun oh. out of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would be analytical. It would take point. me a year to do that, dude. <laughs> like to hit every shot on a machine. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you, you, your skill would grow if you're I, asked to do it every day. Well, I appreciate you believing in me, Jeff. Yes, yes. But after doing it five days a week for years, I'm like, dude, I never want to see a fucking pinball machine again. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I never thought about that. But I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's yeah, great. like we went to Dave & Buster's in Chicago last year. And I'm like, dude, I I don't want to fucking be in this place. <laughs> Get me out. Get yeah. Me out. yeah. So it goes. Yeah. Fire up other hobbies and don't make businesses out of them. Okay. Yep. Yeah. There Find you go. Or make sure you have other hobbies. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If you're going to turn one into a business. Yeah. I mean, I think it's still healthy to engage in with things that you love. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like that's a pretty vital energy to a happy life. Oh, 100%. That's why I'm hesitant to sell photographs because it's like, I don't know if I want to open that door. 
Dude, I don't blame you. Even if you put when you put them up, like, I mean, I think it's awesome because I think most people, again, like, I love the idea of just playing with those conventions. Like, oh, do most people do this? I'm going to do that. Oh, 100%. Like, everybody yeah. is trying to sell their photographs at coffee shops. Like, even yeah. better if you're like, no, this isn't for sale. <laughs> like, yeah. none of these things are for sale. I don't, yeah. well, you, you, you can just have this. Look. Yeah, you're, you can enjoy this journey while you're here. Or like, I just you, like, like this because... You just put like a $1,000 price tag on it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, then, I've okay. Photos for more here at the Art Spot, man. But then you're going to get... Yeah, yeah. But then you still run the risk. Like, you, I mean, that's and where we started. The, yeah. And at the old theater. Like, that. St- some of the prices on those things, I was like, I'm sorry, what? Oh, like, I mean, if someone said they give me a grand for one of my photos, I do it in a heartbeat. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Because then right. it pays for my hobby. Gotcha. See? Yeah. And it's just that's just icing on the cake at that point. Like, right? You're not yeah. doing it, you're not doing it to pay the bills. And exactly. Gotta, I gotta sell a photo this month. Yeah. If I don't sell half these, I'm fucked. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. A situation we don't want to be in. No. I've got to do a holiday market this week or a pastime. I should stop, but I'm trying to make a bunch of stuff so I can sell it because right now I have like four things I can sell oh. at, at the art spot here. We're doing a little like holiday market. On Are Sunday. you making ornaments? Yeah, I'm going to make some ornaments. I'm going to try to make some ornaments, but I just, I need time and I don't have time because of this stupid fucking closet job. I'm like, oh, man stuck in the closet. I was literally painting the ceiling of a closet today and I was singing that to myself. Yeah. I was like, this is so prolific. I I feel like I am truly trapped in this closet right now. Um, Well, hey, everyone. Thanks for downloading and listening to Ignorant Informed. We've been your hosts, Mr. Max Serac, Mr. Jeff Watson, and I am Ben Hollywood Whitmore. Say goodbye, fellas. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. We'll see you next week with a brand new epidose of hot ash freshness on the penny grill. Peace off.